This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You're listening to the Fly the W670 podcast, season two, episode four, CubsCon 2023 recap. We encourage you to listen, download, review, and most importantly, subscribe to the Fly the W podcast. All right, Crowley, let's keep it rolling on Saturday's session after the uh, Ricketts got off the stage. It was uh, Boog Shambi coming in to talk baseball ops with uh, Jed and Carter Hawkins. Yeah, I, I thought you were excited. I was happy we got you a front row seat so you could see what Carter looks like, right? <laughs> I've seen Carter Hawkins before. Young guy, though, man. He is a He is a young, young man. Yeah, you know, it is interesting. I asked him a question about the outfield jam up, something we've talked on this show many times with Saya and Wright, Happ in line for an extension, mm-hmm. and PCA, Brennan Davis, and Alexander Canario. All, you know, with, with, with Davis and Canario, it's just a question of health. You know what I mean? As long as Canario, and he was there high fiving people, he was in a, a boot, if I remember, on Friday night. Uh, Brennan Davis has said no issues. You know, and PCA, I've had, we've talked to many people on the show that PCA, his glove is ready. It's just a question of his bat and, and not if, of, but when he's going to get called up to the majors. So now you know, speaking of PCA really quick, Crowley, I saw this little note. Uh, he did some, he did a podcast or did some, maybe it was MLB network radio on Sirius said that he's going to get a camp invite this year. Is that, uh, is that news? Yeah, that is news. That was the first we've heard of that. So that's. I'm telling you, this kid's not far. It's just a question of, you know, getting him a little few more at-bats. But if you said today, like they had to do with Nico, you're coming up, he could play the outfield defense. I'd argue better than anyone on the team. He'd be the best outfielder defensively. Wow, that's crazy. So the guy, the kid's absolutely unreal. Uh, Him and Matt Mervis were out today at Obvious Shirts on Monday. So uh, Joe Obvious is still doing his thing, but – you know, my, my, I guess my question had to do with those guys are all coming up. Say is in right. Um, okay, so the question is about Ian Happ, right? You know, wh- whether you're going to extend him or not. Now, the good news for Cub fans is over the weekend, both Ian Happ and Nico Horner, uh, Horner came up with next year's agreement with the Cubs to avoid arbitration. So they found a number they both agreed upon. They're not going to have to go to arbitration hearing, not Happ, not, not Horner, which is great. Now the question, once you get those – um, arbitration numbers figured out and that's all taken care of. Now you can go back to the player and say, you know what? We can roll that in to a bigger contract into an extension. And so that's the question with Hap. With these three guys coming up, are you going to want to give a long-term deal to Hap? And so, you know, Jed says, of course, that's a good problem to have, of course. Uh, you'd rather have too many good players, not enough. 
you know, there's no deal currently work, you know, no extensions currently in the works right now, but he didn't rule out that it wouldn't happen. So kind of a wait and see moment, you know, it's just one of those. We I think they have no choice. I mean, that's what you have to do at this point right now. You got to wait and see. Let's see what Ian Happ does as a player making $10.8 million when he's got his whole future right out there in front of him. Yeah, it's, it's just a gamble, though. If that guy does good, you're probably not going to re-sign him. And, and so it'll be up to the young guys. And with young guys, it's always, a ch- uh, you know, uh, always risky. But at the same time, you, you at least have three guys and not just one guy. You know, in the past, with some uh, Cubs teams of the past, you would just have one guy. And if that one guy didn't make it, if the Ronnie Cedenos of the world didn't make it or the Josh Vitters of the world didn't make it, there was no one behind them, not at all. Yep. Now at least you got a couple guys that you know, if one doesn't work out, maybe another, and you know, and then even if that guy doesn't work out, you got another. So you got, you got hope in the outfield. So about that, um, obviously this is the first time since the last convention in 2020 that everybody is gone. It was the first convention without Wilson, without uh, Rizzo, without Bias, without Brian. So a totally different look than the last time we were all together. So obviously Jed you know, talked about Wilson. People were clearly not happy that he's now with the St. Louis Cardinals. He just said the numbers never lined up. Um, I, I don't believe that. Um, <laughs> you know, I, nothing against Jed. You know, I mean, you can you can say that. But if you wanted him, Dustin, you'd make the numbers line up. Right. If you wanted him, you could make him you could make him line up. Right. That, that, right. You know, what they wanted and what he wanted were, were two separate, separate things. Yeah, it, it's funny hearing the fans and, and, and talking about like their kids trying to explain to their kids why Rizzo and Bryant and Baez are no longer with the team. There was a guy there saying that uh, the reason that he became a Cubs fan and watched Cubs baseball was because of the way Wilson Contreras played the game. Um, and I thought Jed handled that one. He said, you know, listen, I can appreciate that. We liked how Wilson played as well. Um, we wish Wilson the person, uh, nothing but the best, but now he's that he's a Cardinal. I cannot wish him any luck. Right. And, and so when you, when, when you look at that, th- that happens a lot, you know, it, it's, you fall in love with players, you know what I mean? And, uh, it's really, really hard to let him go. And, 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 uh, the, for the guys, for the front office staff, their job is to make sure that the Cubs are good now. And in the future, and you don't want to risk the future by by waiting too long with a, a core group of players. We're way past the time frame of like. It's funny in my wall, I have all these pictures up of all the players from the decades. My favorite, most impactful players, in my opinion, is how I did my man cave. And uh, you know, it's it, those days of guys being around on a same team for five, six, seven, eight years. That's become more and more rare. You know what I mean, Dustin? Absolutely. Absolutely. We can only hope that uh, some of those young guys that we just mentioned a couple minutes ago will be guys that uh, once they get up to Clark and Addison are up there for six or plus more years. So uh, now, how about some other highlights, Crawley, from the uh, from the Saturday sessions? Yeah, you know, I thought Carter Hawkins talked about when they looked at the free agent market, uh, they, they saw how there might be a competitive da- advantage by focusing on defense. If we focus on defense, that's our best plan. So the other interesting thing that Jed said is that they were not done, that they were still talking to agents. And Jed brought up, hey, I was talking to agents this morning, talking about Saturday morning. And that one all of a sudden picked my ear. I'm like, really? You were talking to agents this morning? Right. And, it was and, so funny how Boog handled that, like, you know, kept asking him, go ahead, check your phone. Anything you could share? <laughs> go ahead, check your phone. 
I thought Boog did a great job, by the way. I thought he was great oh, as a. Uh, he and Coomer will get. It. He and Coomer were excellent uh, as uh, as uh, MC slash uh, leaders of the panels. You know, uh, the next panel after that was David Ross and his coaches, and that was fine. That, that's a tough one because they can never really say too much. They got to be careful. Like, so like people are asking about the lineup, who's hitting hit, you know, who's going to be leading off, you know. Those right, but it was questions. fun. I mean, and the fun, other yeah. thing, you know, like Tommy Hadovy, who I got to finally meet in person, face to face, instead of just uh, texting and talking over the phone. You know, a lot of love and support for for Tommy, who's got a really big deep staff for the first time and I thought it was great David Ross going out of his way not once but twice saying hey this is the best pitching coach in baseball right there Tommy Hadovy is the best pitching coach in baseball and of course the news would have been oh Tommy's just average at his job but I mean he went out of his way to do that and I don't think that's David Ross's style to just blow smoke where there really isn't anything to blow smoke about. Here's what I will tell you. I will tell you that that is not just a David Ross opinion, but he, but Tommy Hadovy is highly respected throughout Major League Baseball, and it's it's something that I've been trying to kind of impress on Cub fans is that the pitching infrastructure, which was a I would say a deficiency of the 2015 to 2019 Cubs, 2020 Cubs is much better in the hands of Craig Breslow at the very top and going down Tommy Hadovy and then keep moving down through the minors and the development that they're doing on pitching. Absolutely. And I thought, and, and if you get to listen to Tommy at these sessions, he is very well-spoken. He's a very intelligent guy. Um, and so I thought that was interesting. Uh, when I was taught, when they had a off, they had a pitching session where they had a bunch of pitchers in there. Um, Kyle Hendricks, like I said, they're back there, right? And and somebody asked him what it was like being the last Cub from the 2016 team. And it was just funny, you know, because it's just like, where did the time go, man? Just you turn around and everybody's gone. So, you know, that was great. And uh, I will tell you one thing, Dustin, and I thought about you a little bit here. When they were talking about um, on the mound and, and, and the Cubs pitchers, I was so excited about Hayden Wisniewski. I, I, I said, I wrote him the notes. I said, he's as exciting to listen to as he is watching on the mound. He's just a, he, he, I don't know what it is. He just kind of is different. You know, like usually when you kind of see the pitchers, they're more stoic. You know what I mean? I kind of try to think of the John Lester or the Jake Arietta or those type of mean, angry looking, somber looking guys. You know what I mean? Yeah, he's uh, yeah, he's great. I, I love everything about. It. I love everything about him. I'm not much of a of a jersey guy, more of a t-shirt guy. I think uh, I could see myself getting something with, uh, you know, West Nasty on it and wearing it to a game. Maybe maybe there's an obvious shirt that's got something like that that I could pick up. Well, I'll talk to Joe. He, Joe, actually, this was awesome because uh, we'll we'll talk. Uh, we'll, we talk about it now. They had an awesome session with the prospects, but there were so many prospects on stage. If, if it was me, if I was in charge of the Cubs con, I would have had more. Se- they didn't have any sessions on Sunday. They instead had a clinic for kids, which is fine. But traditionally they had down on the farm. They wanted to feature it. So they did it on Saturday night because that was the big story. But there are so many awesome prospects. If it was me, I wish they would have had it on Sunday. And I wish they would have had it by the guys that played last year on Myrtle Beach. The guys that played last year on South Bend the guys that played last year in Tennessee, and then finally the guys that played on Iowa. I would have much rather had four sessions and kind of tried to figure out something that way. You could have combined uh, Myrtle Beach and Iowa, and then you could have combined Tennessee and – or I mean Myrtle Beach and uh, South Bend, and then you could have combined Iowa with Tennessee. So 
the, the A, the single A's and then double A and triple A combined and have two sessions because there were so many kids out there. There were so many things you wanted to ask them and, and hear about. Um, I wrote down a couple things, Brennan Davis, that guy reminds me so much of Jason Hayward in his quiet leadership, you know, and it's kind of funny because they joke about him being the old guy, but he's like 23, <laughs> but, but, uh, he, he, he's, he's a, he's a very nice kid, but, but he has a maturity level to me beyond his years. Like it's yeah. hard to imagine, he, you know, I'm 47 and the, the, you know, the dude's more mature than I am. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He did a, he handled himself. He handled himself really well. No doubt P about it. PCA is a guy to me absolutely has just like oozes confidence, like not in a bad way, but this is a guy that a hundred percent believes he's going to be a great major leaguer. Yeah, so, he got and he got a great reception by the fans. Great reception. Um, this was the first time I really got an up close look at Kevin Alcantara, and Kevin Alcantara. Everyone, I, I, I trust me. I wish Rizzo was a Cub for life. Blah blah blah. And if Kevin Alcantara turns out to be a nothing, it'll be something that'll probably irritate me for many more years. But Jesus, this kid is big. He is a big, mean looking kid that I am. Very interested in seeing what he kind of turns out to be in the future. So, I mean, there was a lot. Jordan Wicks was there. Ryan Jensen was there. Brennan Davis was there. Owen Casey was there. Um, you had Ed Howard was there. A lot taller than I remember it for some reason. Um, but just uh, Matt Mervis was there. And, and Matt Mervis is a giant of a man. Just a giant of a man. Um, and so really awesome to see them. Uh, if you didn't hear the news, um, Matt Mervis is going to be playing in the World Baseball Classic for Team Israel. You're going to have um, Owen Cassie's going to be playing for Team Canada. Uh, and there's some other Cubs, obviously. Seiya's going to be playing for Team Japan. So there's going to be a lot of things. Uh, um, Stroman is going to be playing for the United for Puerto Rico this year. He played for the United States Last time they had the World Baseball Classic, his mom is Puerto Rican. He's playing for Team Puerto Rico. So there's going to be a lot for fans to watch. But I really enjoyed seeing those kids out there. And and it just – there was a time, like I said, the the, the, the on-the-farm sessions on Sundays were always – you know, on Sundays were great. But I remember, I think it had been like 2013, 2014, they had the on the down-on-the-farm session. And if you saw the guys at the table – it was just mind-blowing the talent. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look it up for next time, see if I can find it. But at one table, like three-quarters of the kids at that table ended up making it in the major leagues. Yeah, well, listen, they've taken suggestions before, so let's uh, run it up the flagpole. I, we, I don't think a lot of people thought the Ricketts would get back on stage and do what they did, so maybe they'll, uh, they'll bring something like that back. Hey, Crowley, before we move on, you brought their names up, so I want to follow up with something you just said. Seiya Suzuki and Marcus Stroman, probably the two most notable no-shows, if you will. Mm -hmm. Any issue with two of, if not the two highest-paid Cubs not being part of this? I'm going to put it this way, I guess, is that with Seiya Suzuki, um, he lives in Japan. Obviously, that travel is very difficult. And once he comes to, once, you know, it's time to report for camp, he's not going back to Japan until the season is over, Okay. So I guess I don't really fault it that much. For Marcus Stroman, I thought it would have been a, I thought it would have been good to see him there personally. Um, you know, I, I, I we were at an event with him at Club 400. We, we worked with the Lost Boys, Lost Boys Inc. with underprivileged kids, and he was so good to those kids. But uh, you know, it's a fan convention, and the fans are the ones that that you know help. You know, it, it's 
you're doing it for the fans, right? The fans are cheering for you, and, and, and they're the ones that are putting their hard-earned money for things. I would have liked to have seen Marcus there. Maybe there's an excuse. Sometimes that happens. I don't know. Um, so yeah, maybe I, I need I to check out. Maybe I need to check out his social media. Maybe he, maybe he put something out there as to why he was not part of it. But I, I have to agree. I don't want to um, dismiss what he does because he does do good things, as you pointed out. But um, sometimes it's just important to show your face and take a couple pictures and sign a couple autographs. And if you listen to the last episode when we had both Patrick Wisdom and Wayne Mesmer, if you missed the last episode, please go back because it's really awesome. Uh, it was called the Cubs Con Extravaganza. But both Wayne Mesmer and Patrick Wisdom talked about how hard is it, you know, to be nice and smile to people that really appreciate you. So, yeah, very, very, very cool. Yeah, very cool. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Hey. 